The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Yes, and it's finally clear. Oh, it's in just Seattle. perfect out. Just perfect yeah. out. Right temperature, clear blue skies. Yeah. No smoke. No smoke. I'm yeah. super happy to uh, not be in the smoke because, you know, last week we did our rerun show, right? We mm-hmm. re-aired that really great show. I actually just was auditing it the other day of Mike Olden from American Reporting Company. Mm-hmm. And for those of you listeners who may not have gotten a chance to hear that show, Mike Olden is kind of our uh, expert who comes on, who talks about FICO scoring, credit scoring, and that type of thing. And he came on to talk about all the changes that happened as of July 1st for how your score is impacted by certain kinds of credit issues. Right, and some fairly significant and positive changes yes. to how credit credit big, scores big are calculated changes. and credit reporting, mm-hmm. You know, especially uh, collections and things like parking tickets. Yeah. Medical. Don't necessarily show up yeah. in your credit report and yeah. hurt your score. Right. Medical bills, things yeah. of that nature. Medical bills. you got to wait six months before a mm-hmm. medical bill will show up on your credit report. Yeah. Gives you time to sort through you know, some yeah, of those uh, insurance plans. issues and things like that that can take yeah. some time. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm super excited about that. And we did that show two weeks in a row. Um, one, because it was really important information. And two, because I was out of town. Yes, you were. Last week. But I was where it was also smoky. I was in Vegas. <laughs> so I'm going to be a little squeaky it's always for everybody in Vegas. today. I know, yeah. One I know. way or another. I know. My, my sinuses don't do so well. But it would have been smoky here if I hadn't already been there when it was smoky. There so. you go. Well, there we're back. Go. We're here. We're live. Yeah. This is a live call live show. Live and excited. And if you have questions for us or our guests, you can mm-hmm. reach us toll free at 866-712-1300. So give us yeah. a call. You can also anytime tweet us or email us. Mm-hmm. And you can tweet us at. Team Reba, T-E-A-M-R-E-B-A. Mm-hmm. Or if you got a mortgage-related question, you, you can uh, tweet me, Eric, at Eric is my banker. That's E-R-I-C. And a lot of the times we're answering questions, story problems, complicated scenarios. Yes. All kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, recently, uh, actually one of our shows, uh, was it two weeks, two, maybe three weeks ago, actually one of our listeners uh, called me up like immediately after the show because they had a question for me about the uh, value of his property. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, that was. I mean, people, you may not always call while we're on air, wait, wait, but wait. we are available. You mean something other than Zillow can be used to calculate the value of your property? <laughs> Why, yes. Hmm. Are you yes. saying, you mean that might not be perfectly accurate? Why, yes. Hmm. <laughs> this is all news to me. Yeah. I won't bash them too much because, I mean, I'm a premier no. agent on Zillow. But, you know, it's a great place to go and do research. It's just not where you want to look for property. It's in the ballpark. Right. But it's not. Well, and it has other things. It's a data aggregator, right? right. It's not a real estate website. A lot of people mistake that. They think because real estate's on it that it is a real estate company of some sort, but it's not. It's not a licensed real estate firm. Right. It's not like Remax or Redfin or John L. Scott or any other firm that's out there that's that's licensed with the state. So it's a media company that just happens to focus its efforts around real estate. That's right. You know who else should not be uh, actually involved in real estate? 
Uh, don't get me started. I don't. I, I can well, just wait to hear what you have to say. The city of Seattle. Oh, I had a feeling you were going to bring that up. You're talking yeah. about the uh, fun rental stuff we're still running into with them. Yeah, we and uh, the latest and the, greatest. The city just passed eight to zero. Mm-hmm. The fair house, the fair chance housing ordinance, uh, which will essentially prohibit a landlord from using arrest and conviction records to mm-hmm. exclude prospective renters. Yes. Well, yeah. now, okay, so the, here's the one thing I will say when I read that article. Mm-hmm. They did have the one thing I was the most concerned with. Sex offenders. Sex offenders are yeah. are not no, part you of that. No, ex- you can still you can exclude factor it. that. It does in. say, though, that you have to have some kind of criteria around it, mm-hmm. which I also understand. It's, I, you know, a lot of our listeners don't know I actually had a nonprofit that was around the subject of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did a lot of education for kids in high schools and whatnot on how to deal with friends who may have been through those situations, what have you. But there's a whole lot of gray area, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, we dealt with those topics all the time. So I get why they, why they say that, too. Um, but, yeah, I was happy to at least they had that certain little piece held back out of it. Um, and then, you know, because they're trying to give – an even road. I mean, if, if mm-hmm. you see the couple of people that they talk to that are like, hey, my offense was 14 years ago and that was some Correct. other kind of criminal activity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get that because they're trying to make it even playing field. People of color do have disparate amounts uh, as opposed to, you know, white people really within you know, the justice system. So I get that part. But I just find it really problematic that it's a city taking that stance. Well, it's it's not only that, but it's also a landlord is trying to run a business. Right. And most landlords, yeah. the majority of the landlords in our city own fewer than four homes. These are not right. big oh, conglomerates. Yeah. These are mom and pops, and, and they should still have the right to be able to screen their tenants you know, in the way that they yeah. see fit as long as they're not discriminating right. you know, exactly. by any of the protected classes. Right. And that um, I totally understand. Right. But but this this is a move to make... Uh, a conviction of quasi-protected class, and mm-hmm. and I think there's this 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 um, ordinance is going to be challenged, and it uh, will. And like, I mean, like the rental housing the associations already mm-hmm. jumping in there, and right. I'm a member of that, so you know, yep, I, I can see both yep. sides of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you know, through several of the shows that we've done, the city of Seattle has really encroached in a lot of the monetary piece of owning and that's a real big problem well that's putting it lightly yeah Yeah. that's putting it lightly. yeah and if people want to hear more about it we have other shows i don't want to make this show about it because absolutely we have some awesome guests when we get into our second third and fourth segments that i want to make sure that we get to Mm -hmm. today um but we do have past shows where rental housing association uh, sean martin who's in charge of kind of the you know legal that's not really legal defense but government affairs mm-hmm. um, he has come on the show several times talking about what's going on as well as the litigation that has begun against the city of Seattle and the council uh, around these topics so you can always go to our website teamriver.com you can get to our blog yes, and so you can search our past shows if you just put RHA in your search you'll find those shows or you can put Sean Martin it's S E A N for Sean um, but you can look him up and find some of those past uh, shows if you want to hear That's those. That's right. Sean's been a great asset for us yes. in providing information on, yeah. on the, great advocate. The, the rental situation Absolutely. in Seattle. So, yeah, like yeah. having him there. And Chris Absolutely. Bennis, because we had Chris Bennis on the go. show yeah. as well, who is a local real estate attorney uh, working mostly with landlords. Great, great show with him just with a few some weeks ago. Personal too. experiences that are yes. a little bit mind blowing. So, yes, the yeah. fact that he and his family are selling all of their property in the city of Seattle is. Uh, mm. 
certainly uh, an eye opener and should be an a, eye opener. A, you know, it's like I kind of call you my uh, canary in the loan mine. <laughs> uh, that's that's really telling when the attorney's like, screw it, I'm selling my property, that's moving it. on. I'm out. <laughs> So. Cash in my chips. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So That's speaking right. of cashing in chips, though, mm-hmm. is anyone cashing in chips on their mortgages? Well, how are we uh, doing? We're we're actually doing pretty pretty good right now. And and the the big headlines, of course, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this week are that uh, apparently this the island of Guam, beautiful island of Guam, is mm-hmm. not going to be nuked anytime soon. You know, so well, North Korea is sort of backing off of that. Yes. Uh, that's actually settling down the bond markets just a little bit. Okay. Uh, today, the bond markets were sideways, not really up, not really down. Okay. Um, but all in all, the, the rates are holding very, very good, mm-hmm. way better than we thought we'd be this time okay. of the year well, what does with that mortgage mean? rates. So Can you give us some samples? The national average for a conventional conforming 30-year fixed rate mm-hmm. today is averaging 3.98%. Okay. 15-year fixed rates averaging 3.26%. Okay. FHA, 30-year fixed rate loans, and VA, 30-year fixed rate loans averaging 3.65%. Oh, still doing great. They're really doing good. Mm-hmm. And Jumbo, 30-year fixed rate mortgages are averaging right around a little over 4%, around 4.125%. Okay. Still and, kind uh, of in a holding pattern almost. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and again, these are averages of, you know, national averages. Your individual rates are going to vary. They can vary from lender to lender. Right. They can vary based on your credit score, how much you're putting mm-hmm. down, what type of loan yep. program, whether you're living in the home or renting it out. Right. So all these factors can influence your rate. But the overall trend right now, pretty pretty much flat, you know, not really mm-hmm. going up, not really going down. Uh, fine with me. Have you, you know? noticed how much more we talk about jumbo loans? Mm. Well, in our market, absolutely. In our market. So did you see that article that came out about a week ago? Um, I think it was the Seattle Times that said for the first time ever that the Seattle marketplace jumped $100,000 in value in one year. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah so those jumbo loans are becoming more and more necessary for a lot of our people because 592250 mm-hmm. is currently the cap on conventional correct. For Kings to Homish and Pierce counties 592250 right. yeah. so And in King that's a that. big reality. It, it really is when your average home price is what over mm-hmm. 700,000. Yes. King. Or I mean yeah. Seattle. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and, and when, you, nuts. when you make that transition from 592250 to larger loan amounts becomes a jumbo loan all the lending rules mm-hmm. change yep and they can change fairly radically too from lender to lender that is absolutely true because mm. a lot of those jumbo loans are held as portfolio loans mm-hmm. are they not they are and we have this thing called overlays and we have so each in each you mean it's not like the jacket i had to wear <laughs> in that really cold convention uh, center not quite the same thing but each each lender will have their own rules and guidelines so you may think you're fine. I meet the requirement for down mm-hmm. payment. I meet the requirement for credit score. But, oh, I might not have sufficient reserves. Right. Or Tell people what reserves are. Money left over after not closing. Not reserves like jam on we your... Call it, we call it post-closing liquidity. How's that? So, and that's know, not a frosty beverage. No, it's not. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> you know what? Although I like that. I like that. I'm going to give my customers some post-closing liquidity after their loans close. I like so, that idea. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Okay, good. Or a good name for a boat. <laughs> so I'll have to work on that. You know what? Your next boat. Yeah, because I know since you joined the yacht club, you're getting ten footitis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. finish what you were saying. Don't get distracted. So, 
<laughs> you are the distractor in chief here, so my friend. Yeah, but I always but, circle back around. Yeah, we get there eventually. Yeah, we'll make it there. But uh, if you if you are looking to borrow more than five hundred ninety two thousand, yeah, whole different set of rules. Uh, we want to make sure you've got some cash left over after closing. We're going to look much more closely at your income, your employment. Some credit scores requirements are going to be higher. Uh, so there's a lot of different rules that come into play uh, when we're dealing in the jumbo market. Um, with that said, rates are good. You know, So we're still mm-hmm. hanging in there with all of that and happy happy to see that. Uh, tomorrow will, might be an interesting day in the financial markets. The Fed mm-hmm. is releasing the minutes from their last Federal Reserve meeting, their FOMC meeting. Okay. And, uh, and so could see a little bit of volatility tomorrow as well. Okay. Uh, if you're thinking of locking your rate, today's probably a good day to do that. All right. Uh, while um, we're talking about locking, let's lock up some commercials, pay some bills. We're going to be back with our guests here. Stay tuned for more Open House of Team Reba. If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba. And every Tuesday at 3 o'clock, we bring information on real estate and finance and always try and bring on interesting guests. And today is no we exception. Tried. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we try. So today, clear from the complete opposite uh, corner of the United States. Yes, the only way we could be more opposite from their state is if we were in Alaska. Right. That's pretty much it. Pretty much. So from beautiful, what, Cape Coral, Fort Myers, uh, Florida, we have Terry and Lori Carlson from the TLC uh, group. Is it group? TLC team. TLC TLC team team. Mm -hmm. with Century 21 Real Estate. And you're going to tell us about what's going on in Florida. Welcome, you guys. See, so for any of our listeners, they have to know that I don't just hang out with Remax people. Mm. (laughs) Okay, Century 21 is here in the house. It's all good. (laughs) Good, good, good. Got Century 21 here. And I see you're both wearing your, your, your gold blazers. (laughs) <laughs> the Century 21 logo on it. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah. My mother, my mother actually started real estate with Century 21 back almost 30 years ago and had to wear the blazers back in the day. Have, how, have you guys always been with uh, Century 21? We have. Yeah, well, yeah. I have, too. Yep, always. Pretty much, except for about three months. It's 20 years with, 20 years this month, actually. What do you mean, except for about three months? I went to, I, when I first started, I went for work for a little mom and pa independent oh, place. Okay. And so you started somewhere else and then went to yeah. Century 21. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it, got it. I didn't okay. leave and come back. Okay. <laughs> I went, Well, you know, there's a lot of times that that happens. That happens. Right? It does. But uh, I also, so I'll have to send you. Um, so I'm going to tell our listeners first uh, why you're even on the show. Because they're probably wondering, because we didn't get a chance. Like, you're a bit of a surprise guest, right? We normally have a promo that runs for a week. But um, as I mentioned in our first segment, I was in Vegas this last week, and I wasn't down there for fun because actually I don't go f- to Vegas for quote unquote fun most of the time. I'm usually down there for conferences, and uh, we know each other because we're all part of the Tom Ferry Coaching Group, right? Right. That's right. Which is one of the most amazing national and international organizations. That's one of the best trainers on the planet of people within the real estate industry, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm I'm honored to be part of the same roster as you guys with a lot of really fantastic rock stars. And last week was what they call Tom Ferry Summit, right? So how many years have you guys gone to the summit? This was my fourth. 
Your fourth year? Mm -hmm. And my third. And your third. So it was my second. And we actually uh, came together with another group of people. So weekly we meet with our team leader mastermind group, right? And our listeners are probably wondering, like, yeah, let's explain what, what you're talking care? about. That, yeah, they're like, why do you? What, why what, what's we this care? about a ferry boat and you know, <laughs> the summit? Yeah, so it's, it's not like the ferry system we have here. Which, by the way, did you guys go on a ferry? While we you did. Were we okay. took the ferry up to uh, Victoria. Yes, nice. excellent. Okay. Well, we also have. So that's a. I don't know. That's that's not part of the Washington State ferry system, though, right? The Clipper would the not be. No, that's that's, yeah, a, that's private a private company. Private company. Yep. So we actually have the largest ferry system, I believe, in the world. Oh, here nice. in the Seattle area. Uh, but Tom Ferry is a real estate coach, and he's been doing it a long time. Um, anyone who's known real estate, um, been around a long time, knows his dad, Mike Ferry, and he's got his brother, Matthew Ferry, who I actually coached with for a couple of years before joining the Tom Ferry ecosystem. But uh, I actually had some clients asking me, like, well, what's it matter? What's up with the coaching thing? And I said, well, first of all, being part of an ecosystem that has some of the top minds in the industry and that we're interacting and learning together is one of the things that you want from an agent you're working with because they typically will come to the table then with some of the best marketing, best ideas, best support, uh, you know, best internal setup to provide amazing customer service because what is sure. the one thing that really kind of bites in the real estate industry? Inconsistency and yeah. poor service. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every year they do consumer report studies. And I remember being shocked when I came into the industry because I came from the tech industry. And I saw that roster and we were like, we're always one to two levels above used car salesmen. Ouch. Yeah. Right. Ouch. <laughs> so. Right. And, and uh, this, it's always shocking me too because I see how hard you work. But then I also mm-hmm. see. Uh, a lot of agents come into the market and they're like, what's your marketing plan? I'll ask them, what's your strategy? I want to be the friend at the end of the transaction. You know, I don't want to just yeah. drive them around. I'm like, I, li- I like people. Yeah, yeah. I like people. I just love looking at houses. That's the one that, you know, I watch HGTV all the time. I just love it. And I just think this will be so much fun. And then I want to punch him in the throat. So <laughs> I'm not a violent person, but every once in a while, just the thought passes by. <laughs> Yep. Kind of like, like with me with Priuses. You know, yeah, it's the same true. Thing. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so you've been in Tom Ferry for several years. Well, you've gone to Summit for several years. How long have you been part of the organization? About four years. Okay, about mm-hmm. the same Just a little time. bit over four years. Okay, yeah. but how long have you been in, the, you said in the industry, 20 years? Mm-hmm. And how long again for you, Lori? 18 years. 18 years. Mm-hmm. Did he drag you in? No, actually, we didn't know each other before we became uh, agents. Oh, really? See, I'm going to get a chance to know office. you better. Ooh. <gasps> Ooh, little office romance. Okay. You sold her. <laughs> there you go. He used a lot of objection handlers. Oh, uh, excellent. You so you knew that's the guy I want to hang out with because he knows how to do business. <laughs> there you go. Well, so, you know, uh, we met down at Summit, and just by chance, you know, one of the reasons I went down there was to network with people from other markets that are feeder markets for Seattle market area, because we do have, um, you know, we have tremendous growth here, you know, absolutely tremendous growth happening in our marketplace. So there's feeder markets that we always have. And then there's like second home markets. 
And, you know, we're always seeing people moving back and forth. And sometimes people here in the gray state, you know, you might see sun today, but the nine minutes of gray that's in here um, drives some people nuts. And then they mm -hmm. end up finding themselves going to Florida. That's why they invented Florida. Arizona. Yes. I, yeah. Yes. They, maybe they just suck some water out of the ocean to create mm -hmm. like a little isthmus kind of thing. And, <laughs> and then, you know, California and that type of thing. So you happen to be coming up to Seattle anyway. So it was just perfect timing. Right? That's right. So why were you coming up here? We were coming up here because my uh, my uh, son and daughter daughter and son-in-law <laughs> moved here about 4 months ago. Oh, they they're brand new here. They are brand new here. That's right. Oh, and listeners, we actually have the daughter in the studio with us checking out what's going on. Yes, hello Jessica over there. Um so all right, well this is fun. Um so they just come up 4 months ago. Why why Jessica, why did you guys move up here? My husband accepted a job. Okay, a okay, job. jobs. And that's exactly tech, it. Tech-related job? Uh, it's slightly. <coughs> slightly tech-related. Okay, well, oh, there, there you go. go. The there big A. Go. The big A. That's right. Well, You're, that's a lot of what's driving. Did, did you guys move from Florida, too? or We did, from Orlando, Central Florida. See, there you go. There you go. There you go. This is exactly why I go out and I network with folks, mm -hmm. because we want to make sure that if they have people moving here, they get an opportunity to meet another rock star locally that Absolutely. they can feel comfortable sending a referral to. And the reverse is true, mm -hmm. you know, because I know if I have a client who's moving somewhere else or buying a second home, we actually, as part of the referral process, interview other agents, and then I consult with them throughout the entire transaction. Because even though I may not do business in that state, there are still moments that people question what's going on. And if they don't, you know, because, you know, the three of us, we're doing real estate every day. You know, we're very uh, used to commonplace practices and terminology and ways of business and how they're being done, but the consumer's not. And so having that consultant that they can then come to and say, hey, um, they're asking me to do this thing. Like, is this normal? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know several California agents. This is a typical thing that they do. We don't do it here because we don't have maybe the termite issues that they have in that area. So, yes, that mm -hmm. is a very normal practice. So it's just kind of a gut check, right? But, um, but I want to hear about your marketplace. So tell us something, you know, tell our listeners what is your area like? Um, what are the dynamics and uh, market size that is down there where you're located? Okay. Well, we've got Cape Coral is... Um, Unique in the fact that we have 400, uh, over 400 miles of canals running throughout the city. Oh, wow. So okay, you're like the Venice wow. of the U.S.? We are, absolutely. We, Is that what they call you guys? No, they don't because we actually have more canals than Venice. Well, I'm surprised that they don't call you that. <laughs> someone, someone in the Chamber of Commerce is missing an opportunity. Yeah, Venice has like 12 miles, I think. Yeah. We okay. have 400. Mm-hmm. That's more than anywhere That's in the crazy. world. Now, this is Cape Coral. Cape Coral. Cape so that Coral means boating Canada. is yeah. a huge part of life down there. Boating is phenomenal. We actually have friends that uh, we sold a house to. They live on the east coast of Florida. Okay. But they bought a vacation home in our town because they're boaters, and our, boater, our boating is the best around. So you just spoke to part of our demographic because I just joined a yacht club this year with my husband. We bought our boat Very last, nice. yeah, last summer. It's my first boat. My husband's had lots of boats. This guy over here is a boater and a fisherman. And so 
the whole entire Seattle area, as you can imagine, is full of boaters. It's it's just it's everywhere. It's part of the culture here. Mm-hmm. So this is great that you guys are on our show because if someone wants to go from this climate to maybe a warmer climate, right, and still be able to have that opportunity, yours would be a perfect spot to consider. It would. Okay. So can I get an idea? Um, okay. So you said you have all this mileage. How many people are in the area? In Cape Coral, about one hundred and. 80,000. Okay, so someone would be kind of sizing down in terms of overall space. So if you're sick and tired of all the people here, you could <laughs> move to somewhere where there's fewer people to deal with. Okay. Right. Very, and, very laid back. Okay. So with all of that, those waterways, um, does that mean prices are really high there? What's it look like from a typical price perspective? Price perspective, we are probably one, still one of the most reasonable for waterfront property. For right around three hundred to 350000 you can get a uh, golf access, meaning that you can get out to the Caloosahatchee River and then the Gulf of Mexico. So right okay. around three hundred to three fifty is the oh, start said, is oh, the you starting said point. Golf, not golf. Golf. Okay, I totally you said golf. golf. <laughs> <laughs> we're on the Gulf of Mexico. Okay, thank you for giving that perspective too, because here we're on Puget Sound. Right. So okay, that's good. Good for me to so, understand. <laughs> and as I understand now, as as a boater, and I, I'm looking at a map of Cape Coral, I've never mm-hmm. been there, so I might have to add this to the to the list. Yes, that's right. Of, exactly. Of Come down. We'll show you around. So you've got, um, and you have some some huge nature preserves in that area, though, right? Pine we Island do. and that sort of thing, and and. Um, so if I'm in my boat, I want to get out into the Gulf. I mm-hmm. want to go catch some catch some fish. How long does it take me to get out there? Depends on where are you, where you are in the canal system. Okay. And most people say they don't want to be any further than twenty or thirty minutes and to out to open water. So this is a home buying decision. It uh, is when when you're talking with your prospective buyers. I okay. I want to be on the canal, but no more than twenty minutes from Correct. from the open ocean. It's a home value. Consideration, big time. The, the, okay. dis- the distance that it takes to get to, to get out to open water, it's a big, big, big for big. crying out loud. Mm-hmm. And and I know there's not how much how much tide movement do you have there? I know this has nothing to do with finance, but I'm kind of curious about this. Yeah, not a not, not a lot, lot, not a lot. Okay. It's, it's about about 15 inches, 15 to 18. Oh, that's inches. it. Okay, see, we have From 15. High tide low tide. We have 15 feet. Yeah, we don't do that. Yeah. So, wow. we get so that. yeah, let's let's get into more of this. And if you have questions about this market area of Florida, feel free to call us at 866-712-1300. And we'll be right back with Open House with Team Reba. Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hassa, Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Ostinus from Home Street Bank, Home Mortgage. Yeah, you almost didn't let me finish that, did you? I was just eager to <laughs> jump in there. <laughs> Speaking of boats, who won Seafair? <laughs> what? Who won the Seafair race? Oh, Home Street. Mm-hmm. Miss Home Street Miss did. Miss Home Street. I was going to say, yeah. actually, we did with our Tiki Bar Barge. That was actually pretty cool at did, uh, did at, uh, at uh, the Seafair races. Uh, you yes. guys had a nice setup on the log boom. Yes. And a uh, big tiki bar kind of floating right behind it. If they had had a boat for the most cool setup with boats, mm. yeah. we were going to get it. Everyone who went by in their boat was just like, nice yeah. tiki barge, great tiki barge. Well, we had to actually like shove people away 
who thought that was like for you know <laughs> for open everybody. season. It was like, sure. no, 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 back yeah. off, get yeah. off my barge, Not get off my luck. barge. Go away. It's like, We're friendly, <laughs> yeah. but you're gonna f- sink my barge. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't the most stable barge, but for well, it's just like on the it can only handle so many people, Absolutely. and you get all those folks who are out there having cocktails, you know, having their mm. you know frosty beverages and whatnot, and they want to pile on because it's so cool. And you're like, this only handles like twelve people. Yeah. <laughs> I can't handle a whole. Yeah, that was that was cool. Good, yeah, good, it was good totally time fun. out there. Yeah, but anyway, so we're bringing up boating. We're talking about this kind of fun stuff and talking about why does that matter with real waterfront estate living? Yeah, yeah. waterfront living. Yeah. So, you know, we have with us again, for listeners, if you're just chiming in, we've got Terry and Lori Carlson from the TLC team from Coral Gables, Florida with us. No, Cape Coral. Cape oh, I'm sorry, Coral. Cape Coral. That's okay. Cape Coral. I see. I still <laughs> don't know my Florida. Mistake. I don't know my Florida. So, t- you know, a lot of our listeners don't know our Florida, you know. So give us, uh, like, what, where are you guys located? I, I'm looking at a map here, but for anyone who's driving, where could they maybe imagine, like, what, where are you guys located in between? Because I'm seeing a couple of big market areas down there. Yeah, we are um, on the Gulf Coast, and we're about two hours south of Tampa okay. and directly west of Miami area. Okay, directly west and west of on Lake Okeechobee. Uh, yeah. Okay, got exactly. it. Exactly. Got it, got it. Far south, far south end. Okay. Not quite to the Keys. Right. Okay, because I'm seeing, uh, like, a lot of folks here might know Naples and some mm-hmm. of those. So Naples, Fort Myers. Fort Myers. Right, okay. right, exactly. Okay, so we're learning a few things that you guys have canals like crazy, like the most canals of anywhere you said in the world, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so waterfront living is a big deal down there. Boating is a big deal. And you were just saying in the last segment that price points are somewhere between, what did you say, it was like 350 and 450 they start right around the three three fifty area. Okay. Well, what what do you get for that though? What you get for that is about maybe I don't know a house that maybe is built in the nineteen eighties, maybe mm-hmm. eighteen hundred square feet with a pool, three bedrooms, two baths, two car garage. For crying out loud, that's yeah, no pretty kidding, good right? right now. What's what's <laughs> really good? What's three fifty? Honey, we're selling the house. Yeah, no <laughs> what's three fifty get you in Seattle, Reba? Um, which part of Seattle? Yeah. How many, uh, how many uh, if you're talking, in your condo? If, if you're talking downtown, like Belltown, uh, um, Belltown, it's uh, a studio for about 500 to 650 square feet. Wow. If you're talking mm-hmm. North Seattle, uh, it's not a house. Uh, you'd have to be at least in Shoreline, and it's a fixer-upper uh, with probably two, maybe three bedrooms and one bath. Mm-hmm. If you're South Seattle, uh, you might be getting a, I mean, we're talking South South, and it's still crack house-ish. <laughs> if it's West, I mean, because that's the whole thing. Like when we said that it jumped about 100000 in one year here, mm-hmm. That's a big deal. West Seattle, even just three years ago, you could get a little three-bed, one-bath cottage that was maybe about 900 to 1,200 square feet, and you you can't even touch it. You can get a condo in West Seattle for that now, Wow! and that's about it. So we may have a few people calling in to say, uh, hey, Reba, I think mm. I would like to transfer. Yeah, tell me more about this Cape <laughs> but, Coral thing. Yeah, yeah, so that's kind of your starting prices, but do, because it's waterfront living there too, though, like what what's your high end? hit right now the highest listing in cape coral is um f- just under six million. Oh wow and that's wow. okay. and that's for fifteen thousand square feet 
Wow. Holy smokage. Okay, and that's waterfront. That's yeah. waterfront. Okay. That, that how much is, square footage on the how much waterfront footage do you get for that? On that house, that house is like almost on like a little peninsula. So mm, So a lot. A lot. Yeah. yeah. A I bet you they got about probably maybe 200 feet of water, uh, waterfront probably. So okay. are, are most of your clients uh, are they second home purchasers, vacation homes, or are these uh, you know are they still working? What's what's your, your yeah. basic uh, demographic? What's a typical avatar? You know, a, a little bit of everything, really. We've got people from who who buy a home they intend to retire in and they use mm-hmm. it as a vacation rental mm-hmm. t- to pay for itself in the meantime. Right. We have other people who just buy a second home, mm-hmm. and then we have uh, you know people who are maybe empty nesters. Right. You know they're they've, they're, they're retiring. Sure. Ready sure. to spend the money on themselves now. Right. Okay. So. So what kind of uh, – are, are there job centers down there? Because, I mean, what's driving our activity right now is that we've got heavy-duty job centers, right? right. So yours is yours fully towards that retirement kind of community, or are there also other things that are driving the local economy? Local economy here by us or in Florida by us is driven mostly by tourism. Okay. Yeah, it, it has to – I mean, there's not, a, there's not a whole lot of job opportunities down there. I mean, there's some. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are actively seeking other companies to move their um, headquarters down there. Hertz just put a big building down there a couple of years ago. And so, you know, but, but we are definitely tourist-driven. Okay. Tourist-driven, service industry, professional mm-hmm. industry. So does that is, mean like every other person have. is a real estate agent? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Or, or part-time. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not surprised to hear that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's... That's a pretty common thing. To, I mean, like the joke about California is that like one in tw- it's not even a joke. It's actually a reality about one in 20 people has a real estate license down yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, right. They always said when you go to Florida, you get it, change your driver's license and get your real estate license. Okay. And if you get pulled <laughs> over by a police officer, they're like, just hand me your real estate license right. and yeah. I'll validate. Yeah. That's right. Got it. Okay. All right. So that, that to me, if you're in a marketplace like that, because right now we have um, in our marketplace 200 to 250 new real estate agents a month oh, coming wow. in. Yeah, it's a lot. And I will say that when you're in a really frothy market like we have, um, that becomes problematic mm-hmm. because you got a lot of newbies that may not have come in with any kind of experience that is um, useful, we'll say. Within this industry, you're being so kind mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> it's as PC as I can get. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, because when I came in from tech, I had been working with large manufacturing companies, management professionals, CEO level, dealing with attorneys regularly and writing large contracts. And I was an anomaly coming into this industry because of that experience. And I, I'll tell you, uh, like, I've been slammed since we all got back from Summit. I had multiple offers yesterday on a property. I had multiple offers this morning on another property. Uh, as soon as we're done here this afternoon, I have to go to yet another appointment where I've got five offers on yet another property. And these are all three different market areas around here, right? And you can tell the difference. You know, I'm the listing agent on these three. And you can tell the difference of the quality on those offers mm-hmm. and who may be new or who's not as tech friendly or, you know, like, and it, it gets painful. Yes, it is. Um, so, you know, if you, when you see something like that, what does that bring up for you that like, what's the concern to the consumer when they're not picking an agent that has experience? Like what, where, do, where do things fall down that you see? Cause I know what I see, but I'm, sure. I'm curious for your standpoint. Cause you've been in it 18 and 20 years. Sure. 
Yeah, we see a lot of things where people don't understand, you know, new agents in the business don't understand the difference between, um, you know, um, earnest money mm -hmm. and the actual down payment. And right. they'll, they'll have their buyer putting, you know, $25,000 into escrow right up front rather than just their earnest money and bringing the rest to the table because they Got don't it. understand. Or on the flip side, we just had one where it was a listing agent, didn't know that we had two different contracts in Florida. Oh, okay. Oh, and That's a, good to an, know. An as-is contract hmm. and a regular purchase contract. Oh, okay. Sure, uh, sure. An as-is contract? Is that what you said? Yeah, we have. Oh, well, we that's have different. different. We don't have something like that here. Yeah. So, okay. So on our regular purchase contract, the seller would be obligated to 1.5% of the purchase price for repairs. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, so if your agent doesn't understand that and you, and the buyer's agent sends you a list of repairs, and the seller wasn't expecting to have to pay to... You have a not-so-happy seller. You have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you have a big problem. Yes. Because yeah. yeah. that's not insubstantial at all. Right. One and a half percent, you know, on 300000 Sure. Even three hundred. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's, lot of money. That's a lot of money, for sure. That's really interesting that you guys have something set up like that. And that's the other thing I'm always trying to explain to people, because we have so many folks moving here from other states, right? And you've just given a great example that... From state to state, even within a state, things can be very, very different, Absolutely. right? Now, do you guys work with attorneys at all, or are you an escrow state? We do mostly title companies for okay. closing. Okay, so you're yeah. like an escrow state, yeah. similar right. to yeah. us. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. So, And that's the other thing. It's like, if I have someone coming from New York, if I have them coming from Texas, you know, that type of thing, a lot of times I'm expecting, or I'm being asked, well, when do we have the attorney look at this? Mm -hmm. And we're like, well... We don't really uh, do that here. Yeah, don't really, um, don't really do that. Don't really yeah, do that. No. I mean, you're welcome to, like, feel mm -hmm. free, mm -hmm. but these are standardized forms drawn up by attorneys. That's why we get limited practice of law, you know, for that. Um, but, you know, we're always having these conversations. In fact, um, I'll, I'll put Eric on the spot here. When I sold his house last year, uh, we had a, a young fella and his wife who were both physicians who'd come from Michigan. And... A big difference there is that if you're going through the inspection process and you find things that are not up to today's current code, you're required by law to bring it to code. And you don't have to do that here. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. you don't have to do for, that in Florida either. Yeah. For a 1928 we, house, that's yes, that was a big a deal. Crazy side. It was a really big deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I can imagine. So, so somebody, let's say somebody's considering purchasing property down in in, um, in your neck of the woods, Cape Coral. What are some things that they would need to consider when they're buying in Florida? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I'll give an example. Um, here we have rot. We have water problems because it rains a fair amount. There, you imagine you have termites. Or, or, or tell us, uh, what are some things to think yeah. about? Well, the one thing that uh, everybody is worried about is hurricanes. Right. And But the homes down there are predominantly all concrete block and stucco. Okay. So okay. They're, very they're, different than here. Very different than here. They're built, they're built to take it. And every time, you know, in the last 30 years that they've had a big hurricane anywhere, they change the change the building codes and make the houses stronger and make the roofs attached better. So, you know, a lot of people worry about hurricanes down there, but uh, we had one, Hurricane Charlie in 2004. Oh, it had yeah. been 30 years before that when we had the last one, so it's really not that big okay. a thing. I want to ask you a few more questions about that after we mm -hmm. come back from this break, but if you have questions, listeners, please call us at 866-712-1300. We're going to be right back with Open House with Team Reba. Open House has open phone lines. 
Give us a call at 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we have Terry and Lori Carlson from the TLC team. Uh, from, uh, I, I, was, I always want to say the same thing. I, I know, Cape, Cape Coral. Coral, Florida. Not Cape Corral and, either. Uh, and before Cape the break, Coral. we were talking about some kind of things that maybe somebody from the Northwest needs to consider, you know, if they're thinking about purchasing a home down there. And uh, and during the break, we were talking mm-hmm. about something fascinating that I'd never heard about. Lori, tell, tell us a little bit what we were talking about. So the, the all of our homes are built with, you know, pre-engineered trusses. Okay. And, and then they have straps that kind of strap them down to the mm-hmm. concrete block walls, and they have clips in the trusses. And years ago, they put two nails in each clip. Well, in order now with all the new hurricane codes, mm-hmm. the, the insurance companies require a third nail, or the, or you don't get your full Where's that nail discount. go? It, it, in the clip, in the same clip, okay, know, right, right in there. It's okay. just an additional nail. So there's. So wait, are there two clips, and there's two nails on each clip, or is it? Well, it's like a it's like a strap that goes over the truss that holds the uh-huh. holds the truss down to the house. So it's basically holding your roof on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, so it's like, like a each, roof belt. Each, right, and each each side has uh, initially had two nails in each side, and now the insurance decided that they want three nails on each side. So. Okay. So they, this one guy decided that that sounded like a good good business to get into, and he opened up a company called The Third Nail. Okay. Because <laughs> he was really going out he there. He was thinking. Yeah. He was thinking. Very and, creative. You know, and, and it may cost you $900 to get, to get it done, but it'll save you about $900 on your insurance. Annually, you Annually. Said. Every Annually. year. Yeah. So every it's year. totally worth it oh, because yeah. you'll save money mm-hmm. after year one. But those are, but those are things you got to watch for and, and things that, that – after you've yeah. been doing real estate down there for as many years as we have, you you know to look for for those little yeah. ambiances. So, do those things come up on home inspections? Like, do you what's a home inspection look like for you guys? It does. It does somewhat. You know, uh, it will definitely it will definitely come up on the home inspection. We also have what they call wind mitigation inspections down there. Oh, interesting. That's oh. okay. That's new. Okay. We and don't have that here. No, mm-hmm. you don't have that here. And what the wind mitigation inspection does is it pulls together all the facets of storm protection. And f- everything from uh, storm shutters on the mm-hmm. on the windows to the clips on the roof, and all that plus your elevation and all that it all comes into effect on the on the wind mitigation. And the better your ins- wind mitigation is, the better your insurance is. Because you get that, those things called tornadoes down there, right? No, we're, we don't. Your area, really? not no, too bad. More, no, hurricanes. more for the hurricanes. More hurricanes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say Got tornado. Well, like, no, I don't if know. If they had yeah. that, that would be all over the Midwest. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So and and um, all right. So wind mitigation. Uh, th- uh, this is really fascinating to me. So what about water damage, flood insurance, that sort of a thing? Yeah. Flood insurance is based <clears throat> mostly on your distance to the Gulf okay. and, ele- and elevation. Okay. All right. And a lot of people. One a frequently asked question down there is, well. What am I going to have to pay for hurricane insurance? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And really, it's not an extra. It's not an extra policy. What they do is they just alter the. There's a, a difference in the deductible. Okay. If it's a name storm, and mm-hmm. what the so if it was if, and you can change that by policy. In other words, you could have a higher deductible mm-hmm. or a lower deductible. But so a, a name storm 
maybe 6% of your total value deductible. This, okay. So if someone wants to have a different kind of deductible level, do they have to show proof of financial strength to be able to cover that? Do you know? Kind of like a, a usually, bank would ask for reserves? We usually, it's, it's that's governed by the bank. Mm-hmm. Okay. What they, what they want. In, in, okay. Oh, interesting. Minimum requirements. Yeah. See, we have, so the difference for us is that we have, like, you guys have to worry about the hurricane piece. We have earthquake insurance. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. And not every house necessarily needs it, and um, not every house will actually benefit from it. Because I used to have a home that was on a very steep kind of sloped area, three-story, and there were uh, 17 pilings that went into the soil underneath my house. and Because it didn't have a, uh, a traditional foundation. It was a slab, basically. And I contacted the insurance company at the time to get earthquake insurance and they said well we'll have to send someone out and they're going to look at what you know the degree of slope is and this and that and the gal said but honestly i just have to tell you um if you're already on a slope and you're worried about it sliding then you probably don't want to pay the extra money for the coverage only because it only benefits you if you can rebuild at the site it doesn't give you money to move somewhere else if your home is just wiped out and I was like, I did not know that. Now, I'm sure every insurance provider has slightly different, you know, verbiage or you know, ways that they deal with that. But I was like, oh, because it was going to be a very substantial amount extra. And I opted not to do it because mm-hmm. I thought, well, if I can't rebuild, what's the point? I'll just save money if, if that's going to be the thing I have to contend with. So it's, um, it's always a thing that you have to look into. We bring insurance people in here all the time to talk about different kinds of uh, issues too, right. but how how was your area hit by the 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 Great Recession? Oh gosh, <laughs> we we were pretty much ground zero. Um, yeah. you know us yeah. and mm-hmm. in uh, Las Vegas, pretty much yeah. we mm-hmm. were we were pretty much equal there. One in every three homes was in foreclosure in our city. My wow, gosh. yeah. And so back around two thousand nine, I think it was the Wall Street Journal called Cape Coral a barren wasteland. Mm. So it's nice. Wait, that were you the guys that were when they were doing the show from or the movie? Um, oh gosh, what was it? The, the big, big short. short. The big, the big short. short. Oh, that was a good movie. Yeah, that was a great mm-hmm. movie. It almost gave me PTSD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I flashbacks, watch it. flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But was that kind of your area that they were mm-hmm. kind of yeah. showing oh, as an example? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Oh. I know as as lenders, we rated um, real estate markets um, by we called it a soft market index, and they were mm-hmm. categories one through five, kind of yeah. like hurricanes. Yes. <laughs> and I, I know that a good chunk of Flor- Southern Florida was was category five. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you literally yeah, could drive so, into a new category. So compared to the, the worst of the worst, say 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. how's your market come back since then? Well, it's great. In, in, in 2009, 2010, we, you could literally come into our house and say, you know, I want a three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage built in, you know, newer than 2000. Mm-hmm. And I would say, well, I have three or 400 of those for you. And, wow. you know, um, all between $50,000. Wow. <laughs> no kidding. To $100,000. If you wanted a pool, you'd have to pay 100, you know. Right. But, yeah. but yeah, we were selling homes, believe it or not, for $50,000, $60,000. For crying out loud. Those and same homes now are selling for about two and a quarter. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. And we're not we're not back to where we were in okay. 2006. Well, this is good and, to know. And, and, yeah. But we, I don't, really don't want to be. be. So no. there's there's still good good opportunity to buy in your market then. Oh, yeah. Is. Absolutely. And, and is there a, is there an active rental market like Airbnb or VRBO or Huge. Yeah. Huge. We got we got multiple types of rental markets down there because you have your 
you have your regular annual rentals. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of seasonal rentals where people sure. come right. down and stay for five or six months in the winter. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you've got your regular vacation rentals as well. Okay. So there's a lot of different options for renting. I think Eric and I are going to be like going in on a house mm-hmm. soon, <laughs> I yeah, think. The, 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 the wheels are spinning here. <laughs> they are, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of excited about the idea. And, we need and to talk after the show. <laughs> are there are there restrictions on on like VRBO, Airbnb? We have um, like None. some of our local municipalities none. are cracking down on it. Well, but you know what? I can understand. You know, Lori's saying there's none. But if you have a tourism market, it's probably helpful. Because I mean, do you do you have a large hotel base down there too? We don't. I mean, we have a few okay. hotels in town. We have a beautiful Westin Hotel in town. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as far as not as many as you have here, right? And so it's a good opportunity to, for people to come down and get a you know a pool home, very private, right? Yeah, yeah. For for a week for their family. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And if I want to go down there to maybe I don't know, look at uh, rental mm-hmm. properties. Where do I get the best southern cooking in Cape Coral? The best southern cooking in Cape Coral. For breakfast or dinner? I don't care. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Just food. We Fancies. like food here. There's, gimme, a, there's a place called Fancies in Fort Myers Fancies. that I hear is Ooh, absolutely. Eric, you got to get all fancy. Fancies. Yeah. They have some kind of right. amazing chicken waffle dish or something. Ooh, yeah. Yum. But, okay, well, I'll, you could have that for breakfast or dinner. I'll you wear could. my fancy pants to fancy. <laughs> yes, so you will. Sounds good. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. What else can you tell us about your community? Oh, gosh. We get 355 days of sunshine every year. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Does it rain every day, though, too, or is it just sun? Just in the summer. Just in the summer. For about an hour. Okay. Maybe. Oh, that's totally doable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like Panama. It's like the sprinklers. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm kind of loving this idea. So we only have a few more minutes left. Mm-hmm. What, are, what would be some other things you want to make sure our listeners know about? January, February, and March, our average temperature runs between 75 and 80 degrees. Ooh, like here. Nice. Perfect. It's like (laughs) going back to Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Real quick, uh, what's an email address uh, if somebody wants to reach your website? Terry and Lori at century21.com and terryandlori.com is our web. Perfect. And we're going to put that up on the the blog at Team Reba. Thank you both for joining us all the well, way from Florida. Thanks for having us. Really appreciate having you here. Pleasure. Thank you, listeners. We'll see you again every Tuesday at 3 o'clock. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash Max Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. Program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Business.